Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam and I'm so pumped you're here. I know I say that every single time, but today I've got my amazing friend, Miss Liz Pacini, who is just a freaking rock star and I'm so excited you guys get to hear from her. We knew each other, I guess, from college. We were dance majors together and then um, we moved to New York. Liz was like staying on my sofa when I was living in a dirty little apartment <laughs> in Harlem. She was still in college, like hanging out with me up there. And now she has built a name for herself in New York City. And I'm so excited for you guys to hear from her. She has so much knowledge to share. And Liz, welcome. Thank you. So excited to be here. I'm so happy you're here. I have watched you grow and blossom. And I am just, you are just a gem. You are just like the kindest, sweetest person. And you have developed the most amazing following of dance students in New York City. Like I've watched you like through your career and all of a sudden it's like Liz Pacini is a name in, in New York City. Like people seek out your class. Your classes are waitlisted. These people are coming to you, not just for dance technique, but for what wisdom and energy and positivity and faith that you give to them. And so it's so much more than just a dance class. It's really an experience. So before we kind of get to that, I want to know, you know, when you were a kid, what was the dream? What was the goal? Yeah. Um, first of all, thank you. Truly. Thank you. I'm also learning to let that stuff soak in. Um, but you know, when I completely, completely honest, when I was younger, um, I always wanted to dance my entire life did not quite know how to narrow my focus, um, uh, but knew I wanted to dance. Um, and it was just never an option to not. Auditioned into Towson University and really kind of hit that uh, technical training again very, very hard. Um, and about high school, college, I did fall in love with Radio City, as you full know. Um, and I thought that that was the path, right? That that was the trajectory. Um, after spending quite a lot of time in that world, um, it was not as easy as it is to say now, but that door shut, which is also what helped make me who I am today. Um, and once I graduated college, still with the focus on Radio City, I had auditioned into a program at Broadway Dance Center that like bridges the gap between what you perceive as reality in the business and what actually is reality. Uh, fell in love with that um, and then kind of started seeing this other side, this, this Broadway musical theater side. Um, and as doors started shutting in other areas of my life, huge doors graciously started opening with a ton of work. But that is what then started fueling me in that like Broadway musical theater uh, direction and honing in um, on that focus. That's awesome. So can we touch upon the doors closing and what that was? Because I know we have, we have a lot of amazing women that listen to this podcast that might be in network marketing. They might work nine to fives, but they might have a side hustle we do have performers that listen to this. And I think that everyone can benefit from 
this idea of doors closing, what does that feel like? How do you handle it? How do you move through that? Yeah, I think um, I'm still in a place where I am processing multiple uh, like aftermaths, right? Like, um, and learning that that's an okay thing that like grief can take time, especially if you actually handle it correctly. Um, and living a very comfortable life now that I look back and like my biggest issue with like what color leotard was I going to be wearing to ballet, you know, but like that was an issue, you know, so I'm learning now that I had never really experienced heartbreak, um, and denial, um, and, and not feeling enough until what happened in 2012. Um, and I had really, really, really my whole life done the work. The results happened, studied like crazy, loved academics, worked hard in that, gained this role. Like, and again, not discounting, I thank God I put the work in and I've a family and parents, especially that just, I mean, it was work. You work hard, you work hard, you know, um, but I can own, that's a very direct relationship in a lot of life in our business and others, it is not always a direct relationship of you do the work and then you get more results and more success or whatever you want to label it as. Um, but so in, in, in 2012, after working so hard and focusing on this thing and doing a lot of different, you know, for those that are in the business, understand rounds of auditions, you know, certain things like that, um, to not just feel like you walk in once and you check a box as that is not how our field works. Um, but it was definitely a place where I built up enough support, um, enough training, enough position within the facility and the company itself to assume that that year was going to be a yes. Um, and again, I can finally, finally years, almost a decade later, say this, I am so thankful that that happened as hard as it was and as hard as it still is at times. Um, I am so thankful that that was one of the first times in my life I'd ever worked so hard for something, had the door slammed in my face, full disclosure, was literally typed out in the first eight counts, you know, of a turn and a bot ma. That's what it was. I mean, I thought that like the floor fell out from under me, you know, and I realized now processing years later, not only was I not balanced in my life, it was a, a huge thing that I preach um, and practice. Um, it was the end all be all. It was my self-worth. It was everything. So when that came crashing down and I had nothing built up around me, I mean, I was clueless, left the city for a chunk of days, you know, really toyed with the idea of if this is what the business is, what am I doing? Because again, I can own now, it was one of the first times that it wasn't easy, you know, still put the work in, but it was one of the first times that the result, it, it just didn't make sense. Um, so when, when that door shut, I, I let it shut um, in the sense that I didn't go back for a bit, but I did not now, I was young too, but we're still young, but did not quite uh, handle it as I needed to in the sense that I needed to let myself feel the feelings and then proactively figure out, okay, what do I do next? Put a lot, a lot, a lot of band-aids on it and just tried to out of maybe a little bit of bitterness slam that door shut even more um, to the point where I think it swung back the other way and hit me in the butt at times. Um, so as I'm learning now and still processing, as I, again, full disclosure, I'm very thankful to be surrounded by lots of women that work at Radio City and it is incredible to love and support them in the process. Um, that's been a huge step for me as I see these other doors that are opening. But it's allowing myself to realize that that was a shut door 
now in hindsight, of course, it's always going to be 2020. So learning to process and trust in the moment that it will make sense, even if it doesn't for years, you know, and remaining super thankful that that taught me so much. And yeah, it, I don't ever want to compare, but it wasn't a life altering injury or a health situation, you know, like it definitely perspective is another thing that I, I literally would get tattooed on my forehead if I wasn't scared of needles, you know, like I really, really was. Um, but so I think my honest answer is I'm still not even the, the, the pain of that door shut. Like I'm, I'm in a much different place now, but still letting myself learn how to grieve, how to let a door shut and let it stay short, shut and celebrate the other ones that will open. But it's rehearsal. Like it literally is rehearsing that skill set. And we do have a luxury in our field of lots of doors shutting often, which does just push you in the direction of you either just walk out because you're done because we've signed up for this or one foot in front of the other and you just keep going. If that answers that. Oh my gosh. Yes. 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 And there's so many things in there that I'm just, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yes. And I think this idea, I, th I think that people say like, well, dancers need thick skin. And I don't mm -hmm. think that it's that we actually need thick skin. It's, we need to learn how to deal with rejection and still move forward. And it's like what you said, we have to feel the feels and move forward. And this isn't just for dancers. Like, you know, for my network marketing base, right. you get told no constantly. If you're not getting told no, you're not doing the business. And honestly, I feel like that's what it is in the dance world too. If you're not getting told no, then boo, you're not at auditions because so true. people are not just going to waltz into one audition and have that job for the rest of their lives. And so I mean, maybe they are, maybe you're very fortunate and lucky. However, if you're not playing, if you're not out there auditioning, if you're not talking to people in your network marketing business, if you're not out there dating, if you're someone that wants to find a partner, if you're not being told no and having mm. doors closed, then you're not actually living. Like right. I am all for the faster I can get to know, the faster I can fail, the closer I am to success, the closer I am to learning something, the closer I am to booking the job, to finding the boyfriend, to finding the clients, to building my business, to whatever that is. And so- right. I was cu I'm curious, as you say all of this, how you mentioned trust, what yeah. does having trust or having faith, what does that mean to you? Like while you're feeling yeah. the feels, while you're feeling the disappointment, how do you trust? Yeah. Um, again, I will always be learning, right? That will never be something I think that I will ever have mastered or, or checked a box. Um, one thing, you know, that I'm, I'm really working on is, is perspective in the sense that, um, I, I can so quickly see what, you know, what I don't have. And then you literally pass someone on the street that you realize, whoa, you know, and that should not guilt me into, I'm thankful, I'm grateful, any of those type of robotic responses. But my parents always say, you don't have to look far to see someone that is hurting, you know, and it doesn't mean that I need to diminish my hurt, but truly so quickly, I do. I thank God, hey, I've got legs that work. I like the most basic things, but like there's some hilarious quote that's like, if you woke up thanking God, whatever that is for you, for what you, if you woke up with what you have that you thanked God for yesterday, what would you have? And I'd be like, well, I would have literally nothing. Maybe a phone. Like, I mean, didn't think, you know, but it's like, it just helps with the perspective, um, which I think in term helps with dealing with a no because you realize, I mean, you actually realize a no isn't, rarely is a no negative. I mean, in any business, but the crazy thing is that thank God for workers, like be it 
any gig, any job, any industry that you are so passionate about, it will feel personal because you put your heart and soul into it. And thank the Lord that we're able to do that because we love it. And I literally, and I'll boldly say one thing that's helped me also, um, is therapy. And I had a therapist once say to me, it's unbelievable that you get cut from something and you're upset and you process it and you move on, but let yourself be upset. Be it the 15 minute or 30 minute mark, whatever you need for yourself, or if it's a little bit longer. But I was like, I just wish I could push a button. And she was like, Liz, at the end of the day, in any field, any business, the scariest thing is if you're numb. And that to me, like spoke volumes. I mean, right. And just what you had said about, you know, getting to the no, like what an incredible, because that phrase allows you to not think that no is, is a, a personal attack or you being, you know, victimized, which again, it feels that way because you're putting your heart and soul into it because thank goodness you're in a position that you enjoy and love what you're doing, you know, but it has perspective, truly my faith, my family, friends, fitness, things I'm able to see all of these different compilations in my life make me who I am. And it is a gift to walk in a door, have the money to afford a headshot resume, shoes, be able to dance for an hour and walk out, you know, and that doesn't mean I need to wipe a smile on my face. Um, but it really, I mean, it just helps. And another thing that I'll say, going back to that door shutting in 2012, had I gotten whatever I wanted at that point, or had I gotten Broadway five years ago or all of these things that yes, I still want and I'm excited for and, and trained for, they would have been band-aid on band-aid on band-aid on band-aid. And that's where I'm just so thankful that again, be it it is God, faith, friends, food, whatever it is, you're able to find certain things that your worth is built in. Because if it's built in that person looking over your thesis or or your boss babysitting or your audition, like it just that is where we will so easily crumble. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, finding your worth from yourself versus from the external sources is key. Exactly. I mean, that's what I help my clients do constantly. They're putting their exactly. self-worth in their partner. They're putting their self-worth in their job. They're putting their self-worth in their bank account. And when we can let go of that and, and start to learn that confidence, self-esteem, self-worth comes from us, then you become unstoppable because then you right. realize that that no is not personal. And I, and I love that you said that um, because it's so true. And I saw, right. I saw one of my mentors posted this the other day. She said, sometimes you have to go through the shit so that you can have the shift. And ah. I'm like, it's so true because of course, if, look, we are human beings having a human experience. That means you're going to experience highs. You're going to experience lows. You're going to experience probably everything in between. But if you are not experiencing those things, then you're probably not living. And right. it's like we need to be living. And when we go through the shit, when we go through the dark stuff, the hard stuff, the tough stuff, that is what allows us to grow and to figure out, okay, what do I want? What do mm -hmm. I value? What is important to me? And, and sometimes that might affect, you know, how you handle your romantic relationship. That might affect how you handle your finances. That might affect how you spend your free time. That might affect all these different things. But what you get to learn is that it doesn't affect your self-worth because you exactly. are born full and whole and amazing. And somewhere along the way, society gets in and tells us that we are not worthy. We're not enough. We're not this. We're not that. And then we start to put our worth outside of us. But as soon as you can pull that back, and know that these, these ups and downs are the things that remind us 
to come back to our self-worth and remind us that we're worthy of having everything that we want. I feel like that's where things change. Yes. Yes, ah, yes, yes. Worthiness. Worthiness in dancers, man. Worthiness in women. Let's be real. Worthiness in humans. It is exactly an epidemic right now. It is a thing that we need to, we need to talk about. We need to talk yep, about it. Absolutely is. And it comes from also, I think, you know, immediately we allow labels to be put on ourselves, which can be, you know, a lack of, of, of work on someone else's part. They just see this and then, well, I don't need to like investigate that because that's, and I think that that happens a lot, but then we let the label stick rather than letting it fall off or taking the time to peel it off, like putting the work into saying, uh, uh, I'm not going to be this. I'm not, you know, and, um, I mean, that's vital. That's literally vital for survival in 2020, regardless of what field, what you look like, who you are, et cetera, you know? Yeah, for sure. So I want to come back to that transition of you starting to teach and create. I mean, I'm sure like your first class, you didn't have a sold out wait list. No. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> often see they see what's happening now and they don't see the years of work that you put in. Like with my Arbonne business, they're like, oh, well, Sam, you're driving the white Mercedes and you're making this much money and you're super successful. I can't be you. And I'm like, yeah, boo, you, you can't be me right now until you put the work in. You have to do the same work that I did. And so I know that you have students that are like, oh, Liz Patini, she's just this amazing performer, dancer, uh, teacher, and they don't see the work that you had to put in to get to the place that you are now. So can you tell us a little bit about what that journey was for you? Yes. And I, uh, I love, this is like my favorite question because again, I just love, I love the work and it's cool because I, this is the first time I ever thought of this. I never used to say that years ago. And again, I like still like did the hard work, but now because there have been so many like dot, 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 wait, be patient, you know, just through life, I've learned to seriously enjoy the process because that's all life is. That's all it is. And I, I, one thing I've got to just say that I, um, that has helped me in this situation of realizing we are not, we want to be a microwave oven like world where it's just 30 seconds. You pop it in, you come out and you're like, I'm on Broadway. And you're like, well, that's just not how it works. And I always think in the performing world, you know, training for the job, not the audition. You train for the audition. You can immediately punch holes through things. And I'm, I'm sure that, that can relate in so many other industries as well. You train for the job, You've got the longevity, the endurance, the consistency, you know, the sustainability when you're on a roller coaster, you just have to learn how to hang on rather than you're going to, you know, fall off. So, you know, one thing I always love, love reminding people is, yes, I started in Studio Two, which is the smallest studio at Broadway Dance Center with probably three people, four people, and one was paid, right? Like, as in I could guest in, like, I started from the bottom as I should as I am thankful for, and I get it. I understand in New York City, you know, I was thrown in to teach when, you know, someone unfortunately had not showed up. From there, I was asked to sub, and I, I mean, I had never sweat so much in my entire life. Like, I spent hours, the warm-up, the, all this stuff, which again, I respect because that's what should be happening at a place like Broadway Dance Center. From there, was put into a few ABW, Absolute Beginner Workshops, which really grew me as a teacher, because you can't just say, shall say for no one knows like it is absolute beginners i've had a priest on sabbatical housewives house husbands everyone they just want to learn how to dance it's amazing so that taught me how to teach even more started really teaching consistently i mean gosh probably six years ago and then come 2016 i will boldly say it 
2016, Grease Live was happening on Fox and they called BDC and wanted some like young hot teacher to do like a big promo. Obviously there were cameras. A lot of people showed up as we totally understand. And up until then, you know, I started like running some auditions, like was just getting more and more in the field, but no, it wasn't the name I have now. Everyone and their mom showed up. After that, they realized, oh, this girl knows what she's doing. She can teach. And it was a really cool and very humbling thing because since 2016 to now, when my numbers have been what they've been, I have dealt with the most emotional ups and downs, always going back to, but why? I'm not enough. I'm not on Broadway. I don't have the resume. To I'm not a booking machine. I've done all these things. And truly, probably within the past year and a half to two years, have I finally started to own and celebrate the fact it is not because of my resume. It's because of who I am. And it still, sometimes I get like, I want to hold back saying that, but it's not from a place of, of an egotistical place. It's not from, you know, um, an insecure place anymore. It's from a place that I'm learning to celebrate, um, and own. And the cool thing is I don't have my Broadway contract in my back pocket. I'm not sitting here saying it with that, which I would have never gotten this place. Had I, I also know myself and had I been a Broadway booking machine six years ago, I would have thought everyone was coming to class for those reasons. And I would have doubted myself then too. You know, like I get that side too, but it's so cool to have put the work into it and to now have more of a name for sincere reasons than I ever would have had had I booked something that gave me that name. Not that there's anything wrong with booking something like that, but I know the case with myself and it's what happened, you know? So that's been like a really, really cool thing that has then allowed me to be able to build up this confidence again in God, in myself, in self-worth where I can't let it be peeled and stripped away. And when I stand up there and I look at 80 people in class to take from me, their mom isn't making them come, you know, like it's, it's the craziest, most humbling thing, but holy heavens, the past few things that have happened to me in my life and the opportunities and the doors that have opened, I never ever could have done it. Had I not had to work myself up from the bottom and become well-known in a city for reasons I never thought would be the case. And it is so cool and something to celebrate. And I'm learning to celebrate it rather than, but I just want to get here. Yeah, but that's great. But I just, and that has been a huge thing that helps you love the process again, love the work and still celebrate when there are no's and when there are heartbreaks and when there's stuff that's terrifying that happens, you know, because you've built up that just like you're training for something. You don't go in, you know, the week before you're going to do a freaking Ironman. Like you just, it, you know, and, and that's what I'm realizing is I am celebrating every workout in that sense. If you're following that analogy, you know, because I mean, truly not to get so crazy deep, but at the end of the day, you don't know what you have left. You know, you don't know the time frame. You don't know. And gosh, I feel like if we lived with a little bit more of that perspective. And one other thing that I was going to say that I really, really respect about you as a mentor of mine, I love the fact that social media is a real, present, incredible thing in this day and age, in any field, any industry. I think I have to continually remind myself to follow and spend the time investing in people like you who are so fantastic about being so real, about being so real. Because I fell victim, especially a few years ago when I was really just low and struggling. I really fell victim to always comparing my low to someone's high, my white to their black, my black to their white, my 
all of that because the majority of people aren't posting when their bank account is low, they're doing laundry, et cetera, et cetera, as that's the joy of social media showing the highlights. And so I think that in a day and age where it's never going to change, social media is just going to get more and more intense. And it's an incredible thing. It's incredible. I think we just have to remind ourselves, whether it's timeframes, boundaries, et cetera, but things that will keep us healthy as we continue to build our self-worth and understand that what we see, you know, um, is amazing, amazing stuff, but there's so much more, so much more to our daily lives, including everyone else's that we're looking at, you know? So that's like a big thing too, that I'm passionate about in that frame. Oh, so much. Yes. So much. Yes. I love what you said about, you know, we, we often say that phrase of like 2020 hindsight is 2020, but Mm. I think it's so true because in the moment we feel like the world is ending and when we were able to get some perspective and some time, you know, I wouldn't change anything about my journey. Like, yeah. Are there things that were painful? Absolutely. Are there things that I wish I didn't have to go through? Sure. I would have loved to not go through some of those like crying on the floor, like literally feeling like my heart was being ripped out moments of like, what am I going to do with my life? Right. But we wouldn't have the highs. We wouldn't feel the highs if we didn't go yes. those lows. And yes. you know, I had a, I had a mentor when I would first moved to New York, I, all I wanted to do was dance for Paul Taylor. I mean, I wanted mm-hmm. to be in that dance company. I wanted to wear a unitard. I wanted to do art. And I, I mean, I remember telling yeah. my mom, I don't want to smile on stage. I don't want to clap. I don't want to do any of this. I want I'm to dead. And I remember one of the lead company members in there was, you know, she's like, Sam, look, you have to follow the open doors. She said, it doesn't mean that this one has to close for you to take another one. But if a door is open and it feels good to you, go for it. And that's kind of the other side of this closed door, open door conversation. And God bless that woman. Thank you, Lisa Viola, because had I not listened to her, I never would have gone to a Rockhead audition. I never would have taken the job. And so it's one of those things where had I not looked at what other doors were open, I could have limited my life in so many ways. And thank God I, I followed that door because my life turned out completely different, differently than I thought it, it could have. And I think that's what I'm hearing you say also is a handful of years ago, maybe it didn't work out the way that you wanted, but it opened up this other path that you had no idea was out there waiting for you. And that's the other thing that I wanted to say is that I think that there's this trust in that I have found this trust in the universe or God or spirit or whatever you believe in that everything that's for you will come to you. If it's for you, it's not going to pass you up. It might look different than you think it's going to. Yeah. It might yeah. it might come in a different shape, form, job, experience, but everything that's for you will find you. It's not going to pass you over. And, and having faith in that has allowed me to grow in ways that I never would have thought possible, ever, ever. I never wanted to be an Arbonne lady, but girl, it's paying all my bills and I'm driving a really cute car <laughs> and it is giving me complete financial freedom. If, I never wanted to be a rockette, but it has opened up so many amazing things for me. I never thought that I would live in California. I thought I'd always live in New York. I mean, there's so many instances right. where I'm like following, being in the journey and being on the journey and just trying to soak it up and in and know that, you know, if it's for you, it will find you. Right. No, I love that. I, I, you're absolutely right. And I love that, like staying present, which is like, sometimes you hear that and it's just like, yeah, whatever. And when you're out the other, at least I can own that. That's used to be something that I Me did. Me too, girl. Me um, too. That, exactly. And like, it's just funny because it, it really is like, you know, 
I am finding that I am built every day to literally have to find that perspective every day to say like, okay, like God, get me through this or okay, call my friend, like whatever it is for you. It's like, it's okay to every day rehearse that. It's not some box that you're going to check at least personally. And then it's like fierce after, you know, November, blah, blah, 2019, that was good. Like at least, you know, but I also love what you said about the doors closing. Um, my, another just fantastic word of advice from, uh, I think it was my mother, you know, and again, this goes for, be it, you know, the, the, God, the universe, family, et cetera. But I'm trusting that God's not going to freaking play tricks on me, right? In the sense that what you just said about, well, Paul Taylor shut, look at these other doors, even just in the advice. Okay, one foot in front of the other. Okay, one foot. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's what I encourage so many people in any field. That helps with perspective. You see that door shut and you're like, oh gosh, we're some. But if it, like you just said, adjusts the path a little bit this way, okay, well, one foot. Okay, we'll keep, you know, and it that just helps so much you, you don't feel so stranded when you are insanely insanely heartbroken and low um that's just helped reshift again reshift my focus uh which is hard and it takes work and you have to do it actively but at the end of the day it's worth it you know yeah yeah well it's like it's it's like course correction when things get uncomfortable yes. it doesn't mean you're a terrible person or you suck it's like oh i've got to adjust my course oh this is this is information <laughs> Rather than taking it personally, it's like, oh, this is good information. This doesn't yeah. feel good. How can I make a shift? And so maybe I need to go over here and put my energy in this space, or maybe I need to put my energy over here. So that, that negative feedback, if you will, I don't think anything's mm. good or bad. It's just, it's going to have positive consequences or it's going to have negative consequences. It doesn't mean something is actually good or bad, like food. It's not good or bad food. It is, this is going to make me feel better. This is maybe going mm -hmm. to make me feel not better. Um, so right. that information, if we can start to, to notice those feelings and notice like the hurt or the rejection or the, whatever it is and say, Oh, okay, this makes me feel a certain way. How do I want to react to that? Do I want to change my course? Do I want to take a different dance class? Do I want to reach out to my sponsor? Do I want to reach out to my therapist, my coach? How, what do I need to do? Do I need to go work out? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I want to sit and journal? Do I need to meditate? Do I need to go to church? Like that's just information. If we can start looking at yeah. this information and I'm like the most emotional yeah. person I know, like my poor boyfriends. I mean, I, I will cry when people get engaged on TV. I will cry at a puppy commercial. Like I feel really bad for him sometimes. So oh I feel God. the feels like I feel everything. And so the thing for me has been to like, yes, feel the feels, but take this as information. And how do I want to show up differently next time? Is there anything yeah. I want to do differently? Maybe, right. not, maybe there is. So we have so much more control, I think, than mm -hmm. we realize. Mm -hmm. And we absolutely give our power away. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I love that you also, all the options that you even just gave, like, okay, do I need to do this? Should I do this? Like, like uh, choose one, like just make the choice. And then fears if that wasn't the best next, like you get, cause you get to make those decisions, you know, but again, back to some other things, like I, I know for myself personally, the, the way I'll hit a wall is through comparison, you know, with 1000%. I mean, and it's just, it's hilarious because you'll find all of those fantastic quotes, fantastic insight, you know, about that just someone's success is not your failure. But again, if that's something that you've allowed yourself to eat, sleep and breathe for years, it's not going to take 10 minutes when you've processed that way for 10 years, it's not going to take 10 minutes to stop and drop comparison, you know? So it's like just rehearsing, you know, and, and everything you just said, making those choices 
um, to, to, uh, how did you say that the, the course change course, course correction? correction. Yep. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I want to talk more about, about you and your, yeah. like your life. Do you have a morning routine or do you have like non-negotiable setup in your life so that you can show up as the vibrant, loving, amazing teacher, performer, artist that you are? Yeah, no, I love that question. Um, yes, I, I, every day, uh, I always make sure that I give myself, um, enough time, um, in the morning to like, enjoy the morning. Um, and if that means that that, like I'm taking care of myself and I'm in bed the night before earlier, because it's going to be a super early morning, I still give myself that popcorn of time. Um, you know, and absolutely in the morning, I'll make sure that, um, in addition to like my coffee and taking time to get ready, I will pray, meditate, listen, and just be still. Um, and one thing that I've been trying to do in the morning, the first thing that I do, I roll over and I would encourage anyone again, whatever framework it is, but I'll find an encouraging verse to feast my eyes on for the first thing in the day, because I know myself, I will go straight to social media and all I will do is compare at six in the morning, nine in the morning, whatever time it is, that's the first thing. So whatever that perspective kick is for you, that's a big recommendation I have. So I'll do that. Obviously the gym and fitness for me is like my sanctuary because as much as it is fantastic cross training, it's also time for me to be able to be a little bit selfish. I'm not performing. I'm not in charge. I'm resting my voice, you know, certain things that, and I just cannot negotiate when it comes to that. Um, and that just keeps me rejuvenated, healthy, and again, good perspective because now I don't celebrate or, or, or envy what I don't have. I celebrate that I have a body that can do what it does. Um, and you know, that's been a whole nother thing is just working on celebrating my, my body for what it does, not for what it doesn't do. Um, and working out because I love it, not cause I hate it, which has been a huge, incredible step, uh, incredible step for me. I also, one thing that starting 2018, I implemented and I've been doing pretty well is literally taking a day off. And that has been the hardest thing literally ever. I have definitely gone through some dependencies, some addictions, some certain things I've had to sort out. Hands down, the hardest thing for me is slowing down to the point where all when I was younger, if we ever took vacations, about two days in, I would get insanely ill. Like my body would just shut down. Um, and then I was in a situation where I got very, very ill because of not saying no. And I was selfish and I like showed up to places I shouldn't. I mean, it was horrible. I was so sick, ended up hospitalized. It was not the best time in my life. Um, all because I didn't slow down. Um, and thank God that that taught me quite a lot. I lost a lot of opportunities that I gained because I was so sick and it really did reshift, you know, my focus. I'm not superwoman, you know, in that sense, um, I deserve to slow down. And if what we just talked about, trusting that not only do I feel like God needs me to take a day off to do what I can do in the city and to be the best I can, um, but if I love pouring from a full cup, I won't have that full cup if it's literally empty, you know? And so that's been one thing that I also love sharing with a following, you know, or, or anyone in any business that loves what they do, that craves busyness, that is not where self-worth can be built. It can't be built in busyness. And I, I mean, I didn't even see that for, for years. Um, and so now I make it a challenge and I reward myself 
be it it is a glass of wine, be it I order in, be it, you know, I do a tiny bit of online shopping, like whatever it is, I let myself treat myself on nothing crazy every time, but on a rest day. And yes, sometimes weeks are crazy and I, we all get life, but then I'll enforce half a day here, half a day there, you know, and it just really has, um, I mean, it just has, has changed me also letting like, if it is, if it's the city or the business or the world that says, well, if it's not you, it's someone else, let it be someone else, let it be someone else, you know? And so that has been a really like celebratory element of my life that I could not have told you two years ago. But I think that it has grounded me and made me more confident and successful in a joyful way. And obviously that's another conversation. Success is everything, you know, and, and, um, when I've actually slowed down and it still challenges the hell out of me at times. Um, but it has been the best challenge. Um, and one that I am committed to sticking by. Oh, that's so good. Okay. So I, I've been talking about this a lot lately in the sense of um, masculine energy versus feminine energy. Uh-huh. And so in, mm. in, in that way, when we look at healthy masculine energy, they are doers, they accomplish, they achieve, they're assertive, they schedule, they make shit happen. And yeah. that's really awesome. However, the, the unhealthy masculine then becomes aggressive, then becomes erratic. It becomes that unhealthy version of that. And then on the opposite side, we have the healthy feminine. And that is in flow. That is um, receiving. That is nurturing. That is loving. And on the flip side of that, that unhealthy feminine is that insecurity and that like over irrational kind of crazy um, like crazed feeling. And so what I have learned is that many performers, many female entrepreneurs, many leaders, female leaders, we live in our masculine because it has served us. Mm -hmm. we, we achieve in this way. Um, you know, whether you are a, a teacher in a classroom, a principal of an elementary school, you are a business owner in a network marketing company, you lead a team at your nine to five, we as women have to be in that masculine energy to an extent. But mm -hmm. when that gets out of balance and when we're all living in the masculine, it doesn't allow for us to receive. It doesn't allow for us to be in flow. It doesn't allow for us to be as nurturing and kind and like warm as we want to be. And so when I am living my best life, I have a combination of masculine and feminine energy. And most people do. It's uh -huh. when we live too much in one or the other that we tend to fall into some issues. And for all of us overachievers and doers, the living in the masculine can really hurt us because we aren't allowing anything to come our way. And it's like that metaphor when you think of, of um, I'm holding my hand up so you guys listening, you can't see. It's when you have, you're holding a bird in your hand and you have your palm facing down and your fingers are, are over the bird. It's like you're suffocating the bird and you're mm. holding onto it really hard. But if you were just to turn your palm up to the ceiling and open your hands, you could still hold that bird and it would be much happier and you're not squeezing it to death. Like it's just resting, it's perching on your palm. And so for me, it's like, what opportunities have I just, have I suffocated and, and tried to force versus what opportunities have I allowed to come to me? And in this idea of taking time off and bringing in the fun and finding fun, um, that's where we allow. 
And I know that it's so challenging. It's challenging for me too. And, and what I've started doing, honestly, is some days I go, okay, I'm taking a break from 2 to 4 p.m. I turn my phone off. Mm -hmm. I lay down. I take a nap. I read a book for fun. Not a business book, but I have fun because I need to, I need to get out of that energy. And for right. everyone that's in relationship, women, if you are leaders at work and you're in your masculine, you cannot show up to your relationship and be masculine in your relationship if you have a heterosexual relationship. Like if you're in the masculine, you are not allowing your partner as a man to be in his masculine. So that's something else, like a whole other topic that we don't have time to get into, but that's something for me that I've had to learn. How do I take off the masculine? How do I live in more feminine? Whether that's just putting on lipstick or putting on clothes that make me feel more feminine or actually taking a walk around the block to change my energy and say, babe, you decide what we're going to do for dinner tonight. I don't want to be masculine. I don't want to be making the decisions. I want you to take over. So that's a whole nother freaking conversation that we need to start today. But back to what you were saying, yes, taking that day off is, I mean, that is like the biggest, best piece of advice that I know I need. And I'm sure so many people out there need as well. Oh, okay. I want to ask you like a few super quick questions. So, yeah. um, so are you upper West side or upper East side? Definitely West. Upper West. Salty or sweet? Salty. Um, I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you like whiskey or wine, but I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> wine. She's a wine lady. <laughs> uh, beach or mountains? Beach. Beach all the way. What is, do you have a mantra for your life or do you have like a word for your life right now that is like your go-to reminder of how you want to live? Definitely perspective. Perspective, that that's is the word. Yeah, it really is. It really, really is. And it was a goal of mine in, in 2020 um, just to uh, literally, like I said, if I got that on my, my forehead perspective, because it just changes the name of the game in everything I do in every relationship, um, in, in every personal, professional experience. It has just really allowed me to wake up and put my feet on the floor in a different way um, than, I, than I ever used to. I love it. Final question. And you know what, you know what full out means, so I don't have to explain it to you, but if you had a student, a friend, a stranger on the street say, Liz, how do I live my life full out? What do you tell them? Ooh, that's good. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I would say breathe. <laughs> I would say exhale right? Especially in this city, especially with yes, in, in the business that I'm in with the following that, that I have. Um, I think breathing allows them time, allows you to literally give and take what you need. Um, I know it's, it's hard to say to pause, to love yourself and to find the things that fuel you before you fuel others. Um, as I do believe that that's like what we're called to do. I think it's essential for full out to find joy. That's a big thing I've also been working on. It doesn't mean happiness, right? Joy sometimes takes work, again, with perspective and where you choose. You choose to find joy in places. Um, but it really is a proactive choice. It's a proactive choice of exactly what you said with, with you know, course correction, with yeses and nos, with are they positive being able to look at things, pause for three seconds, look at things, and then maybe make the decision. You know, realizing, be it how you take something, be it how you let something bounce off, be it how, you know, whatever it is. Um, 
And I think just to cut yourself a break, you know, we live in just this day and age where it's funny that we try to be all inclusive by not preaching perfectionism, yet people are still trying to live under that label. And it just doesn't, you know, the perfect, what it doesn't exist, you know? Um, and I think, um, I do, I think when you're able to find your, your friends, your hobbies, your faith, whatever it is that grounds you, you're able to build that foundation under yourself that will allow you to have the structure and the strength to be full out in whatever you do, both personally and professionally. I love it. Girl, where can we find you? Instagram, websites, where can people find you? Yes, yes, my Instagram, at Liz Pacini. That's my name, L-I-Z-Z-P as in Patrick, I-C-I-N-I. My website, which is currently under construction, but it is also LizPacini.com. Obviously, in the city, I will be at Broadway Dance Center teaching um, and all over the place. Um, and which does also, one last thing that I want to say, uh, I have some exciting things coming up that are definitely the biggest to date that all started from a no, and it wasn't a no that I was told. It was a no that I said because I knew I was worth more that then opened the door for something huge that then circled into an emotional no that I was told that then opened the door for something even bigger, like all from a no. And if that was looked at as a horribly negative attack, nothing would have come from it. But instead it was standing up enough to say no, to then get another no later, to then make these doors open. So I actually meant to share that earlier, but I wanted well, to pass can't, I can't wait to see. I'm going to make sure that I follow you on Instagram so I can see exactly what that means Thank and what you. that is. So Liz, I just want to thank you so much. I want to take a minute to honor you. Thank you for showing up in the way that you do. Thank you for sharing your heart and your faith and all of your experiences and being vulnerable because I know that it is not easy, but I know that you bring tremendous value to everyone you meet. And, and I just want to thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Joe Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.